0: Are made. This is how legends are made.
1: Three. Two. One.
0: This is how legends are made. And
2: we are live. We're hot. Mics are warmed up. This is The Impulse Show. I'm Tito Labine, and with me, as always, is Jeffrey Keeble. I'm always going to be here. Always. Always going to be there with me, either in front of me or in my heart.
1: Always going to be there. The best man at my wedding, Jeffrey (laughs)
0: Keeble.
1: Don't. Why? Why? This is the third episode in a row. You're trying to kill me. And also
2: joining us. The beautiful and delicious Lyle
3: Keeble. Beautiful, delicious, like a <laughs> pair of chicken wings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey man, don't joke around, man. Those things are getting scarce
3: now. We just had some. Yeah. It was amazing. It was awesome.
2: I heard on the radio, like a, a bag or like a whatever of chicken wings was like $40. No. Yeah. here at the... You're in the cities,
1: damn, we're at a target.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, must be, man. I should have checked it out. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I can't be your best friend or best man. I mean, I could be your best man, but I can't be your best friend. Why? Because we're cousins. Cousins, you don't know cousins? that. Hey, man We're cousins, so could be
2: uh, could be best friend, cousin.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, that's aisle, kind of like, <laughs> un- <kinda> like un- <laughs>
0: unc- <laughs> uncle dad, yeah, uncle, uncle dad.
1: dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh.
2: I don't I don't want any of that.
1: No, nope, no. Nope. Hey, so uh Nick Baumgartner.
3: Yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. The, the Olympics. N- Nikki, yeah.
1: Tough, tough Did showing. You- tough
3: showing. Tough showing. It was going, it looked like it was going pretty good till
1: it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but for being what 40? 40 years old. Old guy. Still taking it to the kids.
2: He was showing a lot of speed though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I think right before he, excuse me, right before he made that mistake into the double, double, double rhythm section. I think if he would have went single, single, and instead of trying to double, if he would have single, singled out, he would have had a chance.
2: Maybe I'll have to go back and watch it. Maybe it's the alcohol, but it seemed like Austrian. (laughs) Seemed like that Austrian kind of made a very aggressive move, ducked underneath, hit him, kind of threw off his momentum so he wouldn't fall. And then that momentum didn't allow him to clear those jumps. So he got, he caught kind of that front part of that jump then, and that threw off all that momentum and the guy behind him just cruised by then.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely a heartbreaker. Um, But that Austrian, like for me, I don't know what it, well, obviously, like, I don't know what it's like to snow, snowboard cross, let alone be in the Olympics. And the Austrian definitely was being a bully throughout throughout the qualifying or throughout the yeah the cl- qualifying rounds.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I turned German there for like a hot second. I was like, yeah. ooh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely it, it definitely was a bummer. But I mean, from his uh, post-race interview, it sounded like he may be going, trying to go back again at forty-four.
2: What and what did you tell me, um, Jeffrey, last night? If if he's trying to make that final uh, final attempt,
1: a Nick Baumgartner documentary.
0: Oh, no. by
1: Impulse Media. By Impulse Media, that would be cool. I mean, it's an hour from us, so. Right.
3: He only, what, he was training at, like, Ski brew and stuff.
1: Yeah, so.
3: Straight up the road. We, like, could, we could all
1: be going to Italy. Yeah, we could be going to Italy. hmm If mm-hmm. COVID's still not, if COVID's gone.
3: Hell, I might yeah. even be there before that. Just live which, there. Which variant will they be on?
1: Yeah. Which know, variant right? will they be on? <laughs> 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 yeah, so, no, no, definitely a bummer. But, I, like I said, it's always cool to to see someone, Um, Well, I don't know if you could call him a friend, but it's cool to see a local uh, compete in the Olympics. So that's always fun to watch. I mean, we were up to what, 130?
2: Yeah, yeah, we (laughs) were up, yeah, watching all of it. And I think a part of me too was up that late because I wanted to see that Austrian get absolutely nothing. and. My prayers were heard, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uncle Adolf. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my <laughs> prayers were uh <laughs> were heard because that guy got absolutely nothing. Like that karma came back and bit him so hard. Like because he was, man, he was being really aggressive, which I mean I get it. That's what you got to do. It's the Olympics, but man, it was just such a uh, such an aggressive move. And it's like the top two go on. It's not I can get it if it's like third to second you know, where you're fighting for it. But I mean, those guys were in the top two at that point. And yeah, you know, I I felt that it was such an aggressive move for us. You already had a spot. Like you had a spot. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, he knew he was faster. So like, like I said, I thought it was a too aggressive move because he could have taken him himself out in Nick, but I mean, worked out in, in his favor. So
3: yeah, yeah.
1: but like you said, we, 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 uh, stayed up, watched it, and he ended up placing fourth. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that felt good, though. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah,
2: no, I I really like Nick. Um, I went to school with his cousin at Lakeland. Uh, he was my next-door neighbor. His name's Brian Bumgartner, and that's how I got to know about Nick. Oh, that's When the X Games came on back then. Yeah. Um, he was like racing. He's like, Hey, my cousin's racing. I was like, Oh, so I became a big fan. Uh, and then I got to meet him at uh rush run at, at Crandon. Uh, when he started racing pro light and got interested in through like Keegan, got to hang out with him, Uh, and then me and Steve Seckel like just would always joke around with them. He'd, you know, you'd see him at the bar, have a good time. And then uh, I don't know. I would say a pretty loose friend. I mean, anytime he sees me, like me and Steve would always, like, like, yell, mole lake at him. And then, like, on his Instagram or his Facebook, we just type in all caps, mole lake. And this past year, I think I was like filming something and I felt someone fucking shove me from behind. And I'm like, and it was one of those shoves where I was like, dude, I'm gonna throw hands at whoever just fucking pushed me. It wasn't like a really friendly push, you know, you need like a little dainty push. Yeah. Like, this was like a full shove. And I was like, what the fuck? I have a camera in my hand. And I turn around him. and it's Nick. He's like, what's up, molek? And I, dude, I lost my mind. And then I, and then we made out and then, uh, we just talked a little <laughs> yeah. bit.
3: And then we watched the sunset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same, man. I, I don't really like know him, know him, but like you said, he's always at the off-road races in Crandon and just hanging out with Keegan's pits. And he's always saying what's up to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, like almost starstruck almost for me. So mm-hmm. one of those things is like, ah, oh, dude, you're, you're in the Olympics and you're old as fuck. No. <laughs> Gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it'd be cool to, uh, maybe do a podcast with them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll, uh, like I'll see tomorrow. you. Yeah. well, will <laughs>
1: tomorrow. Oh <No. laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll reach out to him. Maybe, maybe when he's back. Cause I mean, you gotta wait till he gets back before you can, uh, you know, uh-uh, with like some sort raw, of
1: raw emotions.
2: Yeah, raw. Yeah, raw emotions. Just be crying half the fucking podcast. Yeah,
1: right. Like so. Uh,
2: <laughs> like, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? You know, just.
1: Just taco, I just you know. I, I just wanted to end better than this.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like you know,
2: it's like so brutal. Yeah. No, that was a bummer. Though no, I mean, I, I I do want the best for him and and you know, he's been pushing it. And like you said, that sounds like that drive is still there. That drive's still there to, to go for one more Olympics and, and hopefully he, he can pull it off. I mean, the thing of it is, is he can't just like, you know, just like, Oh, I want a spot. Like, this is it. Like he has to earn it. Like yeah. it's, it's not just cause he's 40. Like he has to fucking qualify and earn it through like competitions and stuff to even make, you know, the Olympics or even the the U
3: S team. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's going against like 20 something year olds. Yeah. Half his age.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely. Which is wild. It's like I said, it's just crazy to think about that. If he does, if he does uh compete again, I mean, he's going to be 44. And probably definitely one of the oldest competitors in the Olympics. So, yeah, maybe, maybe ever. I mean, he's going
2: to be right after Tom Brady, bro. Tom Brady's mm-hmm. 44. I
1: know. Can Start you? calling him Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so TB 12.
2: Now you got NB. Oh, and I, and I think Nick Bumgarner was number 12 too in he race. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's probably. Oh, he was. He was. He was. NB 12. There we go.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, had, he was, I think he uh <laughs> wore the 12 bid too. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah,
3: yeah. did he actually? Yeah, you're just saying no, that? no, I think he really did.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't
0: know. I was pretty
2: tipsy <laughs> last night too. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I started at like five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went went and watched Jackass. So. How, how
3: was that? How was Jackass? The-
2: Spoiler alert. It was. It was good. It was good. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's it's not like, you know, like the greatest fucking movie ever. It's it's what you expect out of Jackass. Yeah. And when it was done, I wanted more. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it was done already. I wanted more. Like I was laughing. I mean, there were parts where like, I felt like a kid, you know what I mean? Where like somebody like gets bonked on the head or whatever. And you're laughing like a fucking stooge. <laughs> like it was, it was good.
3: That's another one with like age. Look how old those guys are now. And
1: they're still doing that yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. Some of them sobered up. <clears throat> I still create funny content. Hmm.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Good for Steve-O. I mean, I can imagine <laughs> you know being that weak, You know where? No, I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, being that weak, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh Man, you're, you're pretty
1: you're yeah. pretty brutal last yeah. night. I, Quitters I, never I, win. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish we could repeat some of the 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 quotes that you had yesterday.
2: was it during the? Was it about the Austrian?
1: No, 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 no. This was when I was eating cereal and spam.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I said. He's like, I, I can't even remember. Yeah. I don't. Was it bad?
1: Know. It was bad. Oh, <laughs> like I, I almost, almost picked up my bowl of cereal and my spam and went into the bedroom and ate and hung up on you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't need to be here for this.
2: <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh, but yeah. So, uh, we ready to get our guest down the line?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh just let me know. I'm 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 ready when you are.
1: Did did you uh, ready. did you get confirmation on his number?
2: Yes, yes. Oh. And uh I did let him know I was like, okay, hey, uh couple of minutes here. <sighs> so
3: so his number We're is 920. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by absolutely nobody. Your spot can be reserved for this moment right now, just before we bring on our guest, your products, anything you need, your line, your website, we will promote it. You need a, you need a code. For we'll be your guy. Listen, I'm a guy who uh, uses a lot of products in his life. Mainly Oscar <laughs> Meyer wieners, um, ketchup, mustard, you know, the great value brands, but I have no problem promoting, um, materials, anything you need, you know, jock straps, G strings, whatever is needed shocks. You know, mm-hmm. if your shocks aren't shocking, right. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. So <laughs> if you need to tell, if, if you want to sponsor this podcast, this is your time. This is your moment. Hit up impulse media on Instagram. Lyle Keeble 715. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what can I say? Um, Been a little bit excited trying to uh, get this gentleman on. Uh, Our next guest is quite the accomplished driver for how young he is. Uh, It all started at 12. uh, It all started 12 years ago when this man started his short course off-road racing career from a little grasshopper to now a full-fledged champion. This man has seemingly done it all. He's tangled with the absolute best the world has. Think of a name in Off-Road, and this man has wiped the floor with those losers. Carl Renna beat him. Ricky Johnson, smacked him. Rob McCachron, retired him. Travis Pastrana, he waved at him as he sped by. Bryce Menzies, Kyle Duke, Chad Horde, Keegan Kincaid, Jeff Kincaid, the list goes on and on. And maybe his best wins, or some of the most fun wins, come against the legendary Johnny Greaves. g and this man, I've gone toe-to-toe for years. When it's all said and done, this might be Johnny Dree's greatest rival. And selfishly, he was my greatest rival. But usually that's two-way street. My rivalry with him was because of my own bitterness. But I digress. With us today is the six-time Pro Four Points champion, three-time World Cup champion, three-time Pro Two Points champion, Four times I booed this man on the podium, two time <laughs> super buggy points champion, and the one time pro light world champion. He's the most he is the most methodical, the most patient driver I've ever had the displeasure and now pleasure of watching. I am talking about CJ Greaves.
4: Wow, that was like impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That had to have hurt like a little bit to read all that.
3: That's why he had to throw in a couple times. He booed
0: you.
4: (laughs) Couldn't be all positive. Come on here and say I just wanted to talk to all my favorite Indians and Jeffrey. (laughs) But I mean Now I might have to switch it up
2: I was looking up all those like accomplishments I was like holy shit man I was like I'm running out of time I gotta write this thing real quick I'm like there's like you know pro UTV There's pro mod I'm like good lord man And I was like I can't include everything But I'll include as much as I can
1: (laughs) We still got a podcast
0: to do
4: (laughs) Yeah yeah right (laughs) What's up dude not a whole lot, man. Just trying to get back to uh, what the norm is after living in the desert for two weeks of dusty, dry, terrible shit, basically the whole time. <laughs> but hey, we're 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 getting back to it.
2: Yeah, how was uh, how was Koh, man? That was uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's your first time competing out there,
1: right?
4: Mm. Uh, uh-uh. fifth fiftieth
1: you you looked up all the all those accomplishments (laughs) 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 you did the research
2: (laughs) there were so many things man this kid is so accomplished and and it hurt (laughs) writing every single thing (laughs)
3: so you just stopped (laughs) i got tired of writing all this stuff
0: my hand hurts Uh,
4: but no it was it was all right i mean uh i basically got uh uh participation trophy by winning the open class but i mean we we realistically go there to win the overall but going there with obviously switching to polaris and they didn't have a setup fox didn't have a setup for shocks we didn't have any parts we didn't nothing we had what we had and here you go go race and i was like hmm all right hardest race in the u.s and we're gonna race with bone stock cars that i haven't even driven two miles around the block yet well here we go but dude overall it was was good
2: i was just gonna ask so king of the hammer so we've i've never been out there um and i don't know if these guys have been out there but what is the like aura about it that attracts everyone to koh
4: um drinking beer wrecking jeeps and watching other people wreck their stuff i think is what it ultimately (laughs) is all about it's like cramming kind of i mean it's i bet you there was a hundred thousand people there this year throughout it's two like a week and a half long um and most of us there for are, are there for just over two weeks or right around two weeks but it's just every so it's ohv property so they can't technically close anything ever so they'll give out the race course. And then at night when there's no racing going on, everyone goes and cracks a couple brewskis. They get in the rental car and they see which rock trail they can make it up.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it is, it is pretty like, if you've never been there, it's got, it's definitely a bucket list thing to do. And if the first time you go, you're better off to go without like, Um, a job to do to say the least. That way you can go do whatever you want, whenever you want and have fun with it. Cause once you have a job to do, like we're there for two weeks and every single day, other than maybe two, we're busy. So you don't quite get to enjoy it. Like a lot of the people that go out there, I mean, majority of the people go there just as camping with their family and kids and whatever, but the nightlife is is unreal. Like you, there's trails just outside um, Hammertown that you'll see full. They'll have it fully lit up. There'll be 50 cars in there and 25 on the side hill with light bars lighting up the trails, and it'll go till three in the morning.
3: <laughs> That's insane, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> that, that sounds it's like we Marty need to town. go. I mean,
2: media.
4: if you if you really want to know how rowdy it gets, so there's the one. And I know I'm going to get a little crazy with names here, but there's one trail it's called Backdoor, and everyone <laughs> wants to get up her back door, right? Everyone yes. gets all pissed off and wants to get up back door and they start at the bottom and they try to go up it. Well, one year, somebody rallied all these people into buying dildos and <laughs> it, didn't make it it rained dildos. Like it was, they were flying every which direction out of like, you swear, there was like people coming out of the hills, just firing dildos everywhere. And like <laughs> I would have to like turn around and take his drive of shame. And then everybody would run down there by a bunch, like a bunch of rats. And you would just go grab one and run back up and wait for the next guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tino, this, this, this is calling your name.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like it's right up my alley. And I don't know why impulse media hasn't made the decision to go out there yet, but I think 2023 sounds like it needs to happen.
1: Oh, it's yes. going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes. I mean, we, um, might, and- we might have to jump in someone's camper to do it, but
4: it'll hey, happen. I didn't, I don't even stay in a the camper there. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to go to a hotel. Like when I see when I mean, there's no service, no nothing. The minute you get within a quarter mile of the lake bed, all you see is dust in the air. And, uh, Then, uh, it, all your service goes away and it just goes downhill from there. And (laughs) you, when I say like dusty and shitty, like this year, it was like twenties in the morning highs of like, we maybe had one day that was almost 60. The rest of it was like forties, fifties, windy. And they they had two people die, um, this year because, uh, it was so dusty. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And there's people still out there on dirt bikes and four wheelers, no lights, no nothing. And they're driving through the desert and they just run into each other. That's that.
2: <laughs> okay. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go there.
4: No. So, so what, so what I'm saying is you want to get a hotel, go to Yucca Valley, hang out at the super eight with <laughs> the awesome people that own it. I don't know what they are, where they came from, but they love having you. And, um, it's way better to go and take a shower <laughs> Might Sleep with a couple cro- cockroaches or something interesting, but it's still better.
2: Ooh, uh, one question I have too, is, uh, are there a lot of titties at this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, I don't know how many women, you know, that like to go stand in the dust and win. <laughs> But it's not many, so.
3: <laughs> it's like, maybe I won't go anymore.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely might see a set or two that's like one and the other as a, as two. But, um,
2: <laughs> might say really fat guys' titties, but that's about it.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Just go yeah. do it with the boys. You yeah. Just go do it with the boys. You buy insurance on the rental car, and then you end the weekend at Vegas. And then you just end yes. the story right there. You just end yes. the story there. Like we stayed at a hotel in Vegas and flew home, honey. And that's all it is.
2: That was- bring, bring back that rental car. Like uh, was it from, uh, from Jackass? Remember when he's like, I hit a dog. <laughs> and then had uh, it in the
4: derby. <laughs> did you guys see the new Jackass?
2: Tito did. I did. I did last night
4: is it good? Is it worth it? I've been trying to see it like for three times and I keep missing all the showings.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously not, you know, going to be the greatest movie, you know, in the world, but it's, it's jackass. And what I will say is I wanted more like when it was done, I was like, Oh man, I can't believe it's over. Like I wanted more. So
4: it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's gotta be some good ideas we can do to Jeffrey on there this summer.
3: <laughs> no, yes. no, yes, no, please. Please. Yeah, no more. He's please. he's over your guys' pranks already. yeah, yeah I, please. we're not we starting
1: can, off twenty twenty two like this. We can be the
3: new duo. <laughs> we
4: Jeffrey, can be the new duo. You know, it's everyone against Jeffrey. It's just yes. the way it is. My, it's just the way it is. My blood pressure can't
1: handle the fucking jokes anymore and i I don't don't, know i don't know if you realize this but i've been working out so i know i saw
4: that video of you working that ball back and forth
1: yeah Yeah,
3: valentine's day prep
4: yeah
1: all them hip thrusters Uh uh all them hip thrusters not gonna lie i was a little winded so i need to work on my cardio.
4: well you better work on it before you go to koh then because you got sometimes if you want the shot, you got to billy goat it up
1: the rocks. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, fuck that. We,
4: we are Indians. <laughs> Lyle, What's we're taking Indian? you in. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that's the job for me, man.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll look it up and be like, ah, Lyle. We'll start, I'll start you know the GoPros at yeah. KOH. <laughs> Even better yet, if you saw any of the videos after the 4400, when they had to get a helicopter in to get a couple of the, the Ultra 4s out of there, just reverse it. We'll hang Jeffrey from the helicopter. We'll drop you in to the Ooh. pristine spot. I don't know how you're gonna get out, but you'll be there for the shot.
3: <laughs> you're gonna get the shot no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> roll down. That's it. Hey, hey. Roll down.
1: Hey, before we get into the hard questions, who is your kay. favorite Indian?
4: You guys are setting me up for failure. <laughs> <laughs> out, out of us
1: three, like you don't even have to rate us or like one through three. <laughs> like just who's your favorite?
4: I mean. I, I started off by saying I want to talk to my favorite Indians and Jeffrey. So, I mean, you're the one to ask him the question. Yeah. And I, I think we ranked that right there.
1: I mean, we know Tito's out of the question.
4: <laughs> no. well, he, was, he
0: was included
4: in the favorite Indian part. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. But. Ooh.
4: I'm not answering it. Come on
1: now. You're not going to hurt anyone's that, feelings.
3: That's why You know, it's these two asking those questions when you have like your little stories <laughs> and stuff. You know what?
4: You know what? Lyle's the most innocent one. So we're, and I see him the least amount, I think. So I'm going to choose Lyle.
3: Ooh. <laughs> see, there's that's a key fair. to CG's heart just kind of be scarce uh, here and there. <laughs>
2: normally, so normally I wear merchandise whenever like we, uh, we do the podcast. So obviously I don't have any monster, uh, merchandise or anything but what i do have is a minnesota wild green hockey jersey so it's got an m and it's and it's green so i mean that's the closest i could come so i mean I i'll accept the second I place. It. Thank, you. thank you i think that's the second
4: place yeah i mean it's practically a win <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, so, uh, Jeffrey, nice third nice podium
4: yeah nice third hey you know what
1: <laughs> i'm just happy to be here <laughs> makes two of us oh so yeah so when, when I text you I didn't know that was your um your number
4: yeah yeah you, sure I yep. tried to text you let you know that somebody is standing at your door looking through the window the one day and you did I that. just get ghosted
1: <laughs> well I just looked at it and I'm just like who the fuck is this
4: <laughs> yeah and that's what I was thinking driving by and there's a dude standing outside your door which I didn't even know you guys got an office there I'm like driving by and I'm like oh look at that impulse media sign and there's a dude with his head stuck against the window and his hands on the door. I'm like, huh? Well, yeah, I should tell Jeffrey. Well, That's apparently what, I don't exist to Jeffrey. Yeah. Only
1: he wants to golf. That's when I'm third place. <laughs> Speaking of golfing, I still don't get the invite. No invite.
4: Well, I don't even get the text back, so we'll call it even.
1: <laughs> no, I, very fair. Very fair. That's why I'm third. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so the big uh switch to Polaris, brother, how, how, yeah, what's uh, what was the cause of that, or how is the, the switch going?
4: Uh well, so far, so good. I mean, it's been like a solid 30 <laughs> days into the new contract, but yeah. 30 days in a race, we'll call it, but yep, um, it was good. We were just obviously being with Yamaha for four years, yep, and Them being a Japanese company, they can't quite um, turn vehicles around like some of the companies, uh, other companies can that are either built in or they're based out of America or Canada or so on and so forth. So we had the opportunity to work with players and meet with them a couple times and they presented some stuff to us that they wanted to do. And it just so happened that my contract was up and um, Monster had a little bit of say in it being that they have a big part in Dakar and there is some Dakar future in that, that some sponsors want me to do. So Mm. it just made sense to go that way and, and, uh, have a new, new beginning, basically. Um, Polaris has a ton of room for growth in it and they are very like, uh, involving of their race team as far as like their, uh, production and testing on new vehicles that are about to come out. They want input of their racers and their race department. And they want you to go test them and see what you think where Yamaha was not that way whatsoever. Like when the Max came out, they didn't even tell us. They were like, Oh, we got this new vehicle coming. And we're like, sweet. Can we see it? And they're like, Oh, you can see it when the rest of us see it. Cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we just wanted to let you know that we have something coming. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, just the difference, um, obviously we were Yamaha factory racing before, and now we're players factory racing. And the one race I've done at KOH, players had three or four, um, engineers there, three or four people from the test department there that were willing to help with anything and everything. And obviously it's, it's been a really fast learning curve, only having a the car for 20 days. It was pre-production car, So nobody other than the test department has time in one. And then they give it to a guy like me, who's never even raced anything with a belt or a CVT or knows anything about it. And it's like, here you go, go figure it out. And I'm like, well, this is going to be steep. It's either going to come easy or hard. One of the two. And long story short, they, uh, they had a lot of people there to help. And that's new to us. Even though we were factory racing with Yamaha, Yamaha's test department, everything is in Japan. It isn't, necessarily in america so you don't get any of that support or that help so just making the switch so far and and getting one race i've gotten tons of help and and it's definitely made the learning curve a little bit easier
1: <laughs> so the switch is going pretty smoothly Then, as far as 30 days goes if
4: you will yeah as far as 30 days <laughs> goes it's been pretty good maybe ask me again in uh approximately 93
0: <laughs> so, with
2: that switch that you've made from uh, Yamaha to Polaris, um, especially with like the issues that were, that you're having, you know, with Yamaha being a Japanese based company, do you suspect or think that anyone else in like the side by side series or, you know, Champ off road is going to make that change from Yamaha to Polaris or Can Am or anything?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's the ultimate goal, right? That's the the reason, uh, manufacturers try to sponsor drivers is they want people to follow. They want their local drivers, their, their series to follow. And I think, uh, I think Claris is going to sell themselves here in a minute. Um, obviously the new pro R is a four cylinder 2000 CC and is kind of on that gray area of being accepted as a UTV. And some people saying it's, an overgrown civic or a car or whatever <laughs> they want to call it. But I'm here to tell you their new R model cars. I went to KOH and my car la previous probably cost me 50 grand to build outside of everything else. And our cars that we were raised this year were stock. They had a, fan, a cage on it to keep you safe, some seats in it. And a spare tire on the back. Cause we didn't have any spare parts or nothing. And we went and raced them and they survived. So I think just from a manufacturer standpoint, they've stepped it up so much that we kind of stepped into it at the perfect time, being that the new cars come in or came out at the same time. So it may look, I would say as if people are switching because we're switching when in reality, um, the car is just good. It's going to be good. I think, uh, it's, it's going to sell itself just being that you can buy it and go race it and you don't have to spend, you don't have to put all new arms, all new um, parts on it. Um, a good example is some of the Can-Ams that we raced against in KOH or even short course from the middle of the chassis out is aftermarket as far as upper A-arms, lower A-arms, knuckles, wheel bearings, hubs, axles, steering, tie rods, steering rack. Um, rear trailing arms, real rear radius rods, rear hubs. That's all after market to be able to make them survive. Like the stuff we're doing to them mm-hmm. and, and the abuse we're putting them through. And we just did everything they did, but bone stock
0: holy shit
2: Jesus well I'm, I'm gonna sell my Honda Civic and
0: uh
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey keep the ravioli can off the exhaust because it'll sound pretty good on your on your turbo or your pro wire
0: oh
2: man as long as I get that VTech. um so uh, the race this weekend, man. You're going from desert to uh to snow to frozen. Lyle uh, made that analogy. Sorry to steal it from you, but uh, from desert to the snow, man. How's that? Uh, How's how are you gonna transition?
4: It was awful. Um, <laughs> I, I have 3,700 reasons of why I hate uh, ice racing, one stud at a time. Ooh. Ooh. Let me tell you, it was terrible. It was terrible. I spent the last two days studying tires going, why do I do this every year? I hate <laughs> studying tires. I'm like, why do I want to go do this ice race? Every, the last I've done it, I think this will be my third year, fourth year doing it. I don't know. I took a couple of years off in there, but, um, cause they changed what they, it used to be a one day and then it went two day event and now it's back to one day event. Anyways, I uh, hate sudden tires and for 37 or 3,700 screws straight. I was like, why, 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 why? (laughs) (laughs) And then my buddy from Tennessee, uh, Michael Gillian, he's my partner. So we're, so we're going to split it up. It's 500 miles. We'll each run two fifty. I sent him a picture of them. I said, just, you know, you better respect these tires. They were made with love, sweat, and a bunch of bad words.
1: (laughs) uh so and this is the vehicle that you took to koh that you're racing in
4: the ice race same one yeah same one. i pulled the passenger seat out and i pulled all the extra tools that were in there for who knows what reason because we <laughs> didn't have any spare parts and uh we're gonna send her another couple hundred miles
0: nice
1: look at that already proven racing race ready right.
4: Well, I don't. I don't know about that. We'll call me back um, in a week <laughs> and a half. And we'll we'll talk about if it was race ready or not.
1: So, how's the weather like this weekend? Then, cold
4: here. It's next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you still have time to come. You can be cold with the rest of us standing on ice.
1: Maybe. Maybe if you guys guys come up this way and pick me up, I'll do it.
4: You don't have to lie to the world, Jeffrey. (laughs) Yeah. He's not going to show up either way. (laughs) No, I'll be there. But no, I'm excited. It's, it's, uh, I like doing the race every year. I mean, it's a pain in my ass and I usually break, but it's what makes me go, go back again and try it again.
1: (laughs) Uh, so, um, to take a little step back, uh, at KOH, I seen that you had a little, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like a little problem coming into the pits?
4: When I ran out of gas? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so before the race, we're talking with some of the players engineers, and they're like, it goes 51 miles from full of gas to empty if you're wide open the whole entire time. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to go 65 miles, and there's no way I'm wide open the whole entire time. And we're all like, Psh. No problem. When we pre-ran, we pre, I, my pre-runner was the same model. It wasn't obviously built like a race car, but it was a turbo R and it's same engine, same tranny, same tires, whatever on it. And I could go a hundred and some miles on it and didn't run out of gas, but it was averaging like 40 miles an hour throughout the day. And we averaged like 65 miles an hour in the race. So we, uh, we blew a belt mile like 50 something never done that before that was exciting (laughs) uh, changed that got going again and with like 15 miles to go it showed that it was empty I'm like wow well hopefully that's wrong it's just splashing around in there it can't read it very well and I'm talking to Devin he's like we've pre-ran it it's good all right so we're riding along on one of the hill crests coming down you can see uh remote pit one and that's where we're gonna get fuel i'm like we made it on gas like barely huh and as we pulled up to the stop sign it was just like <laughs> and then the guy, the guy on the other side like let us roll through it he just made you slow way down and you could roll this guy made you come to a complete stop and if it if he wouldn't have made me come to a complete stop it probably would have like partially rolled like majority the way, but nope. he made me come to a complete stop and it's the car's off. And he looks at us and I look at Devin, Devin looks at me like, well, I guess we get out and push. And the guy's like, you can go now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would go. But as you can tell, my car is not running. He's like, Oh, do you need a push? Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna need a little bit more than a push from you. So we jumped out and started pushing. And then uh, a bunch of the pit guys came and started tripping over each other and tumbling and <laughs> made for a good video. <laughs> it
1: did. I did. I seen. i seen that on the live stream.
4: Well, <laughs> one of those guys uh, was race driven and was from, I think it was uh, Mike Caswell from race driven. And the one who started it all in the apron was Jack Letourneau. <laughs> so all, all champ off road guys. Yeah. Champ, champ means couldn't. but yeah that was that was some exciting stuff there but after that i think we got all of our bad juju out right there we blew a belt ran out of gas half the team tripped over each other filled up with gas then when we came in and we pushed it in um we told them we needed a belt because we just blew a belt so they put gas in it and i go to take off and they're like no 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 you have a belt on I'm like, yeah, I know. I just changed it. Oh, I'm like, well, can I go? Well, no, the clutch cover's off. Well, why is the clutch cover off? Because you said you needed a belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I need a spare belt. Because I just <laughs> changed the belt. They're like, oh, we thought you blew a belt coming up to the stop sign. I'm like, mm, <laughs> nah, not quite, but it all happened really fast. And We didn't expect any of that to happen. So we literally radioed in maybe a minute before that. And I was like, when we come in, we need fuel and a belt Um, because we blew a belt. And they're like, all right, sounds good. Well, then we came to the stop sign and the car just shut off. So they didn't know if it needed fuel or a belt and took the clutch cover off. Anyways, after that, we got all of our bad juju out right there one time. And then it was a flawless day afterwards. We never had to pull a winch. Devin never had to get out and really get huffing and puffing, so that's a good day for him. He didn't have to use any billy goat skills. Our fish finder worked great all day. Nice. And uh, then we finished. So that was that was a goal. Uh, a win for us alone was just finishing. So we got that part covered.
2: Dude, that's, uh, so that's a hell of a good switch then. <laughs> I, mean, Polaris. Yeah, I, other, mean, I mean, obviously other than that belt, but dude, that that's a pretty solid fucking switch.
4: Yeah. And we, uh, realistically, and we had some meetings about, obviously I've never known how to manage a belt. I've never driven anything with a belt or a clutch or anything like uh CBT clutch anyways. So I I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing out there. I'm like watching this belt gauge and it's changing colors and doing other things. And <laughs> we had meetings with them before, and they're like, "Long as that thing doesn't go over 260 on that gauge right there, you're good." So I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna run at 230 all day max because I don't know what 260 does, but it ain't good." So I'm I just ain't going there. I'm not gonna so, push that limit. <laughs> yep, I ran it at 230 and then I blew a belt, and I'm like. great great so now i think i have it figured out i'm staying away from the danger zone and here i am sitting on the side cutting one strand of belt out of the secondary clutch at a time oh yeah but outside of that if we went to had the belt issue and running out of gas we realistically would have had a, a top three run overall um just off of that our downtime was 25 minutes or 27 minutes. And second, wasn't that far ahead of us out of all that. The yeah. uh, Cheney Chaney's still on another level. He obviously knows exactly what his car can take and just destroys us as far as like, he had to get out and winch. So I get to hold that over his head this year, but that's about all I get to hold over. His head. <laughs> mainly, mainly because I need a step ladder to reach his head, but um,
2: <laughs> we'll
4: just leave it at that.
2: <laughs> It seems he, he seems to be on another level outside
4: of uh, champ off road. Yeah. <laughs> in champ, he's on, a, he's on another level, another level of how many engines and belts he can blow in one year. Yeah. One week. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Some, sometimes he does more in a week than most of us do in a year. <laughs> when we
2: had to go interview him throughout the season, like every time I went up to go talk to him, I just wanted to be like, Hey buddy, like, how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get better
4: yeah. <laughs> wow looks like you're changing another engine yeah. i guess i'm just gonna yeah. walk this way <laughs> um, uh, i would ask uh, so, you how you're doing but you're four twisted t's in and i see the engine stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so you mentioned uh putting studs in your tires and then this made me think of um Remember when you guys raced uh, over in the northeast? What was it? it was called? What Frozen Rush, right? Yeah, that was in Maine, dude. Uh, real quick, dude, I never got to talk to anybody about that who raced in it. What was that like?
4: It was one of the most badass things we've ever done. But supposedly, the reason it doesn't exist anymore is Red Bull said it was the most expensive event they have ever hosted. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. What? How? Because they had to rent the whole hill and like close the hill down. And then they had to have people there to, uh, like, they watered the track every day with salt water to make it freeze. And it was built out of snow. It wasn't actually like built out of ice. So they were trying to freeze the snow. And then obviously they had to pay everybody to go. Then they had to pay to put up like the tents so that you had a place to pit and heat the tents. And, um, they paid BF Goodrich to make all the tires. So everyone ran BF Goodrich tires, no matter what your sponsor was. You either just ran white labeling out or white labeling in. Um, so it was just like the most expensive race they said they've ever done. But unfortunately it was one of the coolest races. I think a short course will ever see. It was like the first lap, first two laps were like driving on the most grip you'd ever have with a Pro 4. Once the snow broke up, once you broke the crust, it was like driving in sand. It was like the 100% opposite. But just being able to go there and race like down a black diamond trail in a race truck. and as most of you guys have seen, me have an epic fail and smash that one, uh, yep. <laughs> one of that one snow pile right there and blow the hood off. I mean, it, it kind of looked cool. It wasn't very <laughs> fast, but it kind of looked very neat. But um, it was it was really cool. But it, it didn't, like the people there, there, there was runs, like ski hill runs open around the race course. And the people won't even stop. They would just continue on snowboarding. So it didn't draw like any people, unfortunately.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: That's insane. Yeah, I can't like, imagine that. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm from Crandon, but I cannot imagine that. Like you're skiing and you look over and you see a fucking 900 horsepower truck jumping in the air and you just go.
0: Eh. Yeah. yeah, that's what it
4: was. It legitimately was like the most you saw was like the dude that was smoking a joint going up that lift. That was over the top of it. Like, bro, look at that shoe over
2: there. Yeah. Are you sure this is weed, man? <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, exactly. That's what it was like.
3: He's like, you're not going to believe me. I just seen a truck <laughs> on the
0: hill.
4: <laughs> yeah. I I'm sure this isn't laced. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure how, how, I how see is, trucks how, over there.
2: Uh, I was skiing, sweetie. Oh, there's some fucking trucks on the hill, man. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but hey. I wish it would keep going. It was it was cool, but it wasn't very fun, like Brad, for the few of you that do know Brad, our mechanic. I know Brad. he's he's about sixty, so he's get he's getting there to that. That either go fuck yourself or he likes you age. (laughs) And when he had to drive the semi to Maine through the ice and snow and then try to drive up this mountain in a semi, he was not impressed, to say the least.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you you think that uh, Cranon could have an event like that?
4: Uh, I think so. I mean, it's. So obviously doing Eagle river side-by-side sports race, we try to do the same thing. We water the snow. We, they obviously have the oval that's ice. And then the infield, we try to build the jumps and freeze it. And it's nearly impossible to get the jump to last. So even with Crandon doing it, I think you would more or less just be racing on dirt after five laps, but for three laps, it would probably be some of the coolest pictures and videos you would ever see in a racetrack.
1: Yeah, well, Lyle and I had an opportunity to try to what? What do you want to say? Um, to test out a frozen rush. Yeah.
3: Production. Yeah, when Jamie was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to do it for uh, like a promotional thing because he was gonna make it, try to make it a series, and he wanted us out there for it. And what? It was crazy. Like yeah. you said, the cool. It was the coolest pictures for the first few laps.
1: And then it was just snow dust.
4: <laughs> yeah. Did it just destroy the snow too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He he got down to dirt pretty quick. And it was just him yeah. on the track.
4: So, yeah. I mean, they had
1: the, they graded the whole track too. I mean, they had that thing looking buttery smooth. But, yeah. Like I said it only lasted, yeah, lasted three laps. But I mean, for the first three laps, it was, it was definitely exciting. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, this is going to be some of the coolest racing. Ever gonna happen here? And then yeah, and it, he went big. And
4: then it all went to shit. <laughs>
1: and then he lied to everybody.
4: No, <laughs> we'll we'll include that in the going to shit part. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> so, wife had yeah. other plans. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so so the side by side series, man. Uh, so you and your pops, or you know, or your pops, uh, you guys started the side by side series. You know, at Eagle River. <laughs> Uh, Lena, and then uh, another track that was it Speedway One Forty One. Um, how's that series going? And then what are what's like the future plans for those side by, for that side by side series?
4: Uh, it's been good. I mean, uh, for a couple race truck drivers trying to be race officials, and <laughs> our our mechanics trying to be uh, flaggers and like staging guys and tech guys. I would say it's pretty good. Um, some of the times we we go through. We go to all the other events, even Champ and everything, and look at what they all do and how it's ran. And then we go to our series, and there's like 50% of it that we're like, all right, we're going to take notes. And the other 50% is notes of what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) So luckily, my dad has been obviously learning on what the not-to-dos are for a really long time and the to-dos. So it's made it a lot easier for us to be able to relate to the racers, um, on, on a same page level, as far as what to do for the track and make it racer friendly and passer friendly. And then as far as like getting in the pits and getting set up, I know champ and a lot of these other series drag it out to be like a four or five day deal. And they don't realize that 90% of these people that are coming and helping they're, they're taking off work to do this. And they don't want to be there all these days. They want to show up. We want to show up. We want to get some racing and we want to put on a good show, but we don't need to be there three days ahead of time to do whatever they want us to do. All oh, move in is two days before the race. It's like not everybody has time to move in two days before the race. So at the end of the day, we try to keep it simple. We just try to keep it simple and smooth and let the racers be able to have fun and keep it like uh low key and like real lifestyle. Like you'd be able to go there and have fun and, and not worry about the tension and this and that, and the next thing the whole time. So I think 90% of the racers you talk to, will will tell you the atmosphere is a little different at, at our races, but, uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, I don't don't know what the future holds. That's kind of outside of my jurisdiction. I'm just the guy that, um, gets yelled at all the time when everything (laughs) and anything isn't right, (laughs) they go over to my dad and my dad goes, yeah, no. You got to talk to CJ about that. And then they (laughs) come over by me and I'm like, yeah, right. But overall we've had, we've had a lot of fun with it and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's always got big ideas. Um, I can say for, I don't know when this is going to be released, but our ice race is in uh, two weeks, I think. And I can tell you that what we're going to do this year for the ice race has never been done in our series or anything else. There's, there's a good chance that you aren't going to run the same course t- twice. You're not going to run the same direction twice. It's we're going to throw a, a nice whirlwind in there for everybody and get, get it all stirred up again. Mm. little, a little bit, a uh, little bit of insight. Yeah.
1: Nice. And this is going to be released before, before, before the races so get the drivers up a little little heads up
4: there you go otherwise otherwise they'll hear it in the driver's meeting yeah
2: <laughs> did you get that Tito? <laughs>
4: uh,
2: i got some of it no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no speaking of future man um let's talk about your future uh obviously you've been racing uh, since what 2010 super buggy right i don't even know Somewhere in there. So, somewhere in there, yeah. So about 12 years. Um, yeah. And, and you're years. still, a, you know, pretty young, at least for us. Shit, I mean, I'm 32
4: years old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm closer 20s, to 30 man. than I am 20 officially, so I feel like I'm getting pretty old.
0: <laughs> so have you
2: uh, put any thought into, like, uh, you know, your, your racing future career? I mean, you're, you're pretty accomplished for how young you are. I mean, like, as far as, like, off-road goes you know KOH you know is there any interest for like Baja Uh, I know you mentioned uh, like the Dakar is there anything for like that fit you know apparel
4: uh, NASCAR anything like that I mean that fit apparel I had one of them hats for a long while there And then I just used her up, so I had to... It, it, that didn't fit no more, so I had to get rid of it.
0: <laughs>
4: but, I don't know. I'm, I'm open to race anything. We want to line up some lawnmowers, let's get after it. If we can figure out how to rally up a couple goldfish, let's go. But, uh, I don't... Realistically, it's it's whatever the sponsors want. You know, at the end of the day, they're, they're what makes my... I I do the, I put in the work and swear at tire studs majority (laughs) of the time, but they're the ones that, uh, get my house payment paid every month. So, um, whatever they want is, is where I'm going to go. Ultimately, I've always said probably one of the only things, other directions I would go outside of off road is like something like 24 hour Le Mans, um, pavement racing. I've done, I've raced with Kyle Bush's team for, uh, over over the time, it was roughly like a three-month period, um, and that was some of the most boring shit I've ever done. I know, I know a lot of people really like it, but I ran a super late model um, at the—it was called PASS, Pro All-Star Series, um, with Kyle Busch's team, KBM, and Toyota. Toyota ultimately was the one that got it all going, and they really wanted me to go that direction. And I just couldn't make myself do it. I, the first race I did, um, was at Greenville Pickens and they used to run cup cars there. It's really small track and they don't anymore. And the, the pavement is just wore out. Like the rocks are all like half to three corner three quarters showing and the pavements below it. So the tire wear is just outrageous. And the whole race was about saving tires. That's all the team cared about was saving tires. And the, the crew chief at the time told me what lap time to run every single lap. So he would be like, Oh, two tenths faster. And then he, I would go three tenths faster and he'd be like, Oh, you went too fast. A tenth slower. And that was every <laughs> lap for 125 laps straight. Like I was looking at whoever was sitting on the bleachers. I was looking at the scoreboard. I was looking at how <laughs> many laps were left. Like, I just just could not focus when this guy was like every lap was like tenth faster. Oh, too fast, tenth slower. Oh, they picked it up three tenths faster. <laughs> and it was like that for the whole entire race. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I want to be able to go out there and make my own decisions. If I suck that day, then it's on me. And I felt like that race, I wasn't they they never had me race with the field. They a hundred percent from the beginning gambled on yellow flags, cautions to get any track position back. So I qualified, um, I think third or fourth two one hundredths out of fast qualifier. And that was the first race I ever did with them. And then they did like an inversion, you drew for a pill or whatever. But on the first lap, he had me drop to last right off the start. He said, the minute it goes green, pull up to the top of the track and go to the back of the field. And then he said, you're going to save tires. You're going to go half the speed as them until the leader catches you. And then once the leader catches you, you're just going to pace them. And then every time there's a caution, you're going to do that again. So by the time the end of the race comes, you're going to have like 20 lap better tires and you'll be able to take off and just 20 lap better tires is, is probably close to three tenths to half a second in pavement racing, or at least at that track. So that was their plan. And they stuck to the plan. Well, we went 125 laps with no caution. So I drove around in the <laughs> oh back my by myself, the whole entire race, literally by myself, one car saved tires with me until lap 75. And then he took off and he ended up winning. So that's the only thing that makes me think like, all right, these guys weren't just super crazy and gonna just run me in the ground and you know, just test my (laughs) patience because this guy this guy took off at halfway and he ended up winning he won on the very last lap coming across the line so at the end of the day I got out of the car and I was like man I felt like I was just like a puppet in there you guys told me what to do you guys told me what lap time to run this and that and I'm like that's just if I'm not good that day I want it to be on me if I want if I'm good that day I want it to be on the hard work that we put in. I don't want it to be, oh, my, our pit strategy was bad this year or our saving tires strategy was bad that race. Like it made me go out there and look like I've never driven a car in my life. I just went from fourth to last and drove around and last for 120 (laughs) miles. So as bad as Toyota, even after that race, they wanted me to do it. And they've always said that anytime, like, if you want to come back, and do this, we'll more than happy, like put you back in a car and, and see where it goes. And I'm like, man, that's just not something I'm interested in. I, I, I don't care how much money there is involved with it. If you can't have fun and you're going to hate your life the whole time, I just can't do it. But I have ran, um, a 24 hour race with a couple of my buddies in a BMW in mid Ohio. And we had three drivers, a team. And to me, that was a lot of fun. It, it's not a driving a pro four by any means, but obviously my driving style isn't exactly like sideways and wide open and see how fast we can go without crashing. I like to be a little bit smoother and in control. And when it comes to pavement racing, that really favors my driving style. And I had a lot of fun doing it. So Toyota does have a Lexus team that races in that. And I have yet to have the opportunity to do that. But if there was a future outside of like off-road racing, that would be a direction you could see me go. But other than that, I'd like to do the Chili Bowl sometime. That'd be pretty sweet.
1: Ooh, the Chili Bowl. That's something I wouldn't mind going watching. I I mean, I watch watch it on TV, but being there in person, that would be badass. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, let me tell you, if you ever go to the Chili Bowl, I have a lot of friends that go there because there's an RC Chili Bowl at the same place. And it's RC Dirt Oval right next to the real Chili Bowl. And the fumes are so bad. Almost (laughs) 90% of the people I know are sick the following week. They literally call it the Chili Bowl. (laughs) <laughs> like like covid covid doesn't exist in the chili bowl because the gas kills it all
2: <laughs> so when you're pavement racing do you guys get to like listen to the radio and and you know listen to music at all or is it like concentrating the whole time
4: i wish that'd be pretty neat like oh, yeah. <laughs> and jamming out something entertaining no, all you hear the whole time is bang, 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 the whole time. Oh, my God. And then at halfway, someone comes on and goes, make sure you switch to your auxiliary fuel tank. All right. See you guys in a couple hours. <laughs> but I will say it was pretty sweet. We were in like an 03 BMW 325i stick shift. Um, got it out. It had like some cams in it, a roll cage, race suspension. And because of the speed that they, they don't have like classes, you can run, like we were racing against Lamborghinis and Ferraris. It was a matter of what your lap time was. If you were say from like, and this is just theoretical from a uh, minute 30 to a minute and 45, you were in class a. If you were from a minute 45 to two minutes, you were in class B. It didn't matter what your car was. And they averaged out your three best laps. And that's how they took out of qualifying. And that's how they took what class you were in. Then if you broke that threshold of your fast lap um, outside of your class during the race, it automatically bumps you into the next class to keep people from sandbagging qualifying. So it was pretty cool, like going down the straightaway there. It's got a really long straightaway mid Ohio and going like 120 or 130 and a Lamborghini just blows your door <laughs> off. Like you're standing still, <laughs> like they got traction control. They got anti-lock brakes. They have one tire that's about the size of three of yours <laughs> and you're all racing in the same class, but they would just blow right by you. And then the one morning it rained and we had to go out in the rain and the car we were in only had anti-lock brakes and about halfway through, even that failed. So it was just like <laughs> mono mono man versus car, keep it out of the ditch, right? And uh, the speed of like the Ferraris and stuff was incredible when the, when just with all the traction control and everything. And then at about hour 20, they were either crashed or broken.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: man!
4: but well, hey, it was, it was pretty sweet doing that and, and just seeing like the level of different cars and how far they've come. And the other part of it is, is obviously being in a car, the car that we were in was a two seater. So anyone who wanted to go for a ride, like during practice, you could just throw somebody in there and they could go for a ride with you around the race course. And obviously that's not something typically we get the chance to do in short course, that everything's a single seater
1: I'm game for that too
4: <laughs> hey we've been wanting to make a two seat pro four for like three years already
1: <laughs> just make sure I can fit in it
4: make it Jeffrey size yes, yes. <laughs> yes Big please, man. Big
0: please.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll get you that bite on that right side
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey I won't have to worry about biking it through turn one, baby.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got you. So I, I, you just said you were uh, obviously a big fan of uh, racing, any kind of racing. So we have a, uh, a proposition here for you. So next year at ERX, uh, we got the second annual uh, pit area foot race, $20 entry fee. I'm the defending champion. And uh, so far it's uh, just going to be from one side of a pit to another. Uh, just flat out foot race and $20 entry winner take all you interested
4: have you seen how short my legs are
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see how big Tito is
4: <laughs> yeah yeah you see how big I am <laughs> well let me tell you uh. I saw that hammy right here. <laughs> I don't know at whatever night it is, when I'm on beverage number three, come find me, and I'll probably be interested. <laughs> <laughs>
0: deal, deal. We'll, we'll long get it as all set up.
4: Long as we get Pat Paul, Kyle Cheney involved with it too, because oh, we'll, he's we'll got we'll like get, three gimp knees. And I don't know if you've ever seen something funny run, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got
1: what? Haley, Haley Shanley's in. Yep. Now, now we got CJ in. Ooh, Hopefully. Kyle Cheney. Kyle, Kyle Cheney.
4: What about Dude. Jeffrey?
1: Oh no! He ain't oh gonna no! Do it. I, I know my limits. This asshole tricked me last year.
2: That's why I pulled my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it if you do it. And I was like, okay.
3: And then he didn't do it. No, oh, no, no, no! He, he lined up with them, and when they said go, Jeffrey's the only one that didn't go. <laughs> the other two and ran. Wonder
4: why you're yeah. ranked number three?
1: In the <laughs> Dude, I have a job to do. I'm not there to mess around, Tito. <laughs> Dude,
2: I was, I was like your cousin, CJ. Uh, I was like Kyle. I pulled the whole shot, and then I couldn't finish. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, oh, good oh. good shit man this, this could get interesting we need to yeah. do more fun stuff like this at the races everyone's so serious at the races
1: they are they are I think that's where we're going to come into play we're going to have some nice uh, night, night events
4: you know I was listening to part of your Haley Shanley thing and your your uh, 200 plus class I mean I don't yeah. know what I have to get in what, what I have to do to help make that happen I will supply like the meat lovers pizzas afterwards or whatever we got to do there, <laughs> but I need to see this.
3: Dude, Can you imagine seeing love- Tito and Jeffrey out on that track? Just going bar to bar.
4: It should only be you two. <laughs>
3: dude. I, I, Chaz, I, the Chaz out there. Yeah, I would wax go.
1: all of them. It's three just, laps. Minimum. I got, I, got I don't know fame. if I can
3: last any longer. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> three pumps. That's it. Yeah. Three
4: laps. That's it. Three pumps, three laps. Same
2: difference. <laughs> same difference.
4: <laughs> Maybe throw so, three seconds in there too.
2: <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant on asking this question because the last time mm-hmm. I asked a uh, Greaves, uh, about their, um, about their love life. I had a little
0: of backlash. <laughs> I
4: had a little bit of backlash. So Wait, I want to hear the previous answer. I can't repeat. Wait, what? I said, I want to hear the, the previous answer of, of the previous Greaves' love life because otherwise I don't want to repeat. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't know, but I asked uh, Kyle because he was second one on and been around Kyle for, you know, too long and uh i asked him i was like hey man like how's everything going like parents you know just uh, you know the the significant other he's like oh well we're not together anymore i was like oh shit i was like why what happened he goes oh it just didn't work out he's kind of vague about it and and then um yeah that was pretty much it and that was pretty much all she wrote huh yeah yeah and then uh, i was gonna be i was gonna ask i was like so like you've been out there man you slain out, out on the course or and i was like ah, i don't I'm, i better not ask because the last time i asked him about his love life i uh wasn't
4: wasn't very um <laughs> he's probably a little bit more shy than i am about it all <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let's just say that uh his uh ex contacted tito
2: yeah. Oh. Yeah, not, not thrilled. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm like, that's on, me. that's
4: on me. Add your name to the list. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, she yes. contacted me first and then I blamed it on Tito.
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> all Tito's fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh you're saying you say she contacted you do for, for the show.
1: Yes, for the show. Yes. For the yeah. show, <laughs> not, not. <laughs> don't don't do this. No, we're, not. we're not doing this. Ask her. Ask him the question now. No. <laughs> He's like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Ask him. <laughs> I want him to get in yeah. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this right now.
0: <laughs>
2: Tito after
1: dark. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: So downward dog. No,
4: I'm just kidding.
0: So, <laughs> Hey, so, whatever takes transition. more
4: seconds, I'm out. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: so normal transition. How about that 2021 season, man? That's pretty
0: wild,
4: huh? <laughs> hey, if that season was as wild as my love life, apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh
0: man. Oh. Dude, hey, no, all I can was, say
4: uh, is 2022 has to get better. It, we have to be able to top it all with everything. And we're still yeah. waiting for Rush Part 4. So Part 3. Yep. Part
2: 3? Is yep. it 3? Yep. Yep. And yep. uh, J. Keeble underscore 136. It's your,
1: <laughs> it's your <laughs> third favorite Indian questions. job
3: to get it done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I am just not helping myself
4: <laughs> to climb the rankings. <laughs> I told you. It's everyone against Jeffrey. It is.
1: It is. Why? Like do it to yourself. I do not. Like, what did I deserve (laughs) to be pranked on?
4: Well, you hold the shovel. So if you're going to dig the hole, we're going to push you in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, Thank you.
1: Like, like when you guys pranked me that one time, was that just me or was that me and Lyle?
4: No, it was mainly you. Lyle was just a victim of standing there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes,
3: exactly. Okay. Okay. I was there trying to hold Jeffrey back.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The only thing we did wrong was not have their reactions on video.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Uh, I was, I, like I said, dude, I was waiting for a hand to grab the back of my neck and be like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, man, it was about to be both of your heads. <laughs> <laughs> CJ can't
3: race today because Jeffrey beat him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some media guy went AWOL. <laughs> Threw his camera at him. Yeah. Uh, no, but... Uh, so,
2: 2022, man. So you won the pro four points championship last season. And now you have 2022 in front of you. The question I have is how do you keep any sort of like motivation? How do you continue to go forward? Like what's your drive to like go out and win it again? When you know that you've, you know, you've topped Duke, you've topped your dad, you know, Jimmy Henderson and Andrew Carlson are, you know, pushing that pro four class. Doug was in it. How do you keep that motivation and be like, Oh, let's go out and let's do it again.
4: Uh just wanting to be better. That's it. I mean, if I better myself, my truck gets better, my team gets better and we still get beat. That's Hey, the other guy did a worked harder than we did, but every year you go out and you feel like your truck didn't get better or your team didn't get better to me is just a letdown. Like, obviously we do this for a living. We do this for a job. We should be, um, trying to get better, trying to make our stuff faster. And, ultimately that's, that's ultimate goal is just being able to go out there and have fun and, uh, get better, make, make the truck better, make, make get faster and, uh, win races. So, um, the, the motivation is just, is, is once you've gotten it a taste of it, you don't want to give it back up. The, the worst thing that happened was let the 99 have it for a year in the, in the Midwest, right? He comes from California or Alabama now or wherever, and comes in and, and steals the show. Well, we can't be having that around here. So obviously that's, that's motivation in itself. And then to further that, knowing that each year there's more people coming in, more guys that stand there on the sideline and go, I can do what these guys can do. I can beat these guys. And you got people moving up and everything else. And it just comes down to just wanting to dig deep and, and really just go out there and give it your all, whether, whether you win or lose, um, at the end of the day, I think anyone in pro four, maybe other than one or two people will say a fun battle, a fun, clean battle that just puts on a crazy show overcomes a win that, that you got, you know what I mean? Without the, the win is great and all, and a championship's great and all, but not if you didn't get to go out there and give it your all and have just some drop down beat out battles. That's what's fun. That's what keeps you digging. It's, it's not necessarily the win every time that keeps you digging. It's the, the fight to want to go out there and know that every one of these dudes wants to win. And every one of these dudes, the minute the green flag drops, nobody wants to be friends with anybody. And after the race, maybe 95% of you guys are all good with each other (laughs) and we're going to do it all again tomorrow. So, um, just being able to go out there and have fun and, and, put on a show and do it with an an aspect that people look at it and go, holy man, that was some of the craziest, most intense racing I've ever seen. Like I could watch that all day long is a win to majority of us in the sport, I think.
2: So I think I might've asked, I don't know if I asked you this question last year, um, but do you think that there's been a bit of a difference from when Like 2019, 2020, you know, those West Coast guys would come out here, RJ, Doug, Kyle Duke, And then 2020, uh, Kyle Duke made his way to the series full time. And it seemed like you guys were able to, I guess, be a little more civilized on the course. (laughs) You guys (laughs) were bumping and bagging so much. Do you think now it's because that you've had a full race season to race against each other, each other's styles, um, do you think that that has adjusted on how you guys race each other?
4: yeah, absolutely and 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 the longer you race each other, the more respect you're gonna gain either way. I think what what really blew it all out of proportion in previous years was they didn't race against us all year. We didn't race against all of them all year, and some of us can go and win a race and you'll never know then maybe some pictures or something. And some of us can win a race and they have to talk shit about everyone who lost. And I think that's ultimately what grew this huge rivalry or what everyone thought was a huge rivalry. I didn't really have a problem with, with anybody I race against until you dirty dog me and go into the next race. I'm good with it is if we want to race clean, we're going to race clean. I'm not I'm not someone that's about getting even. Um, I don't think there's any any such thing as getting even. If if he dirty dogs you, karma is gonna get it. Is gonna take its place, and that's that's what I believe in, and um, that's what I've always stuck to. But I think more than anything, it was the fact that we didn't race against each other all year, and it only seemed like we met up once. That there was a lot of emotions that all met at one time a year. So someone got the short end of the stick. Somebody got the 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 better end of the stick for one race and you never actually got to go out and race multiple times and let it work itself out. So it ultimately took a, a full year of racing with each other and getting the respect of each other and, and pushing each other to get better and faster. Before it was like, all right, we're all on the same page here. We want to, we want to win. We want to race, but we don't need to sit here and talk shit about each other. The minute one guy has a bad race or this guy has a good race or whatever. We can be gentlemen here, go out there, race, race hard, have fun. And at the end of the day, all still not hate each other and go to the next race and do it all over again. And we'll put on one, a better show. We'll probably have more fun. We'll wreck less parts. It'll cost less. And at the end of the day, it's a win for everybody. So, um, just getting everyone here for the, for a full season, I think really, put everybody's head at more of an even playing field as far as like where everyone stands and how they act and, and how they go about their emotions without their, within the race.
2: So, uh, the question I have next then, uh, it's something we've kind of asked the drivers, um, and, and an interesting topic that we've had is the new, um, Adjustment to the series as far as like time versus laps go, you know some people are for it, some people are against it, and, and I really like getting a, a driver's perspective on it. So you know that first part of the race is going to be you know five five minutes, eight minutes, whatever it may be, and then you get the comp yellow, and then you get another five minutes, and then the white flag. Do you have a preference? You like you know either or? Are you a big fan of the time, or are you a big fan of like the the, the set laps?
4: I want to go out there and get my money's worth. I don't, I mean, obviously this sport isn't cheap and I'm sorry, but after racing, I would pay like a thousand bucks or something to enter pro four race. Right. It's like going to the circus, but then the people have to pay to be in the circus. It just doesn't always make sense. It's like, why would I go there and have to pay to be in it? Well, that's what we are without us circus monkeys. They don't have a show. But yet, we pay to park, we pay to enter, we pay, 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 pay for the winning the Pro Four Championship last year. I got nineteen hundred bucks. That that's it. That's what you got. So Jesus. now <laughs> they go to racing, and now they go off time and they short you on time. Originally, when off road, when short course was booming, when short course was this thing of greatness and just badass people doing badass shit. It was, we were, our cars were built to race 15 minutes and be out on the track for 20. Now we're racing for like a total time of like <laughs> eight or 11 minutes. And you'll be lucky if you're out there for 15 minutes. If, if I was, a uh, and I, I shouldn't be saying this because this is more or less my future. This is where I race. So I need the series to, to be there. But for a lot of these guys, these sportsman guys and, and people that do this for a hobby, I don't know how you can justify it. I mean, you go there, you pay to park, you pay to enter, and then they give you eight and a half minutes of racing time for your $700. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I want to go there and get and know that no matter what, say my lap time is a minute. I want to get 15 laps or 14 laps and you call it 14 race laps and then a caution or whatever. We've always built trucks to run 20 minutes and race for 15 minutes, a full race of 15 minutes. And it's crazy to think you sit there and say, uh, heck, we've been on a a podcast for over an hour and we can't go out there and race for 15 minutes is pretty pathetic. So for me, I think that, it's, it should be laps. It should be the, the series should be for the racers and go, we need to give these guys the best bang for their buck. We need to be going, how are we going to grow this series? How are we going to get more people to come back? How are we going to get families to get their, to want to get their kids in it by making them pay to basically breathe or walk in the gate and then shorting them on track time isn't going to work.
3: Yeah, that's well. So cause we've like yeah, you said we've had this discussion with other racers and we were torn too. And uh like we come from motocross, like originally, like an amateur like you, and then just the laps, laps make more sense than time to me.
4: Which in motocross it's different, right? They yeah. don't have a mandatory caution, they don't have a caution, they don't have someone riot crashes, they put the flag down. Big deal. You get say like supercross right now, you get 20 minutes of race time no matter what. yep. That's what we're getting beat on right now is they say you get a 15 minute race, right? Well yep. then they, they take off. They start it when you roll out 90% of the time, it's not when you go green, it's when you roll out. So then you waste a minute and a half or two minutes rolling around before you go green. Then you go a uh, mandatory caution and that's two minutes, two and a half minutes. So there's five minutes of your time already. And you're down to 10 minutes of racing. If there's not a caution, if they want to do time, I'm all for time, but give us that true amount of time. Anytime somebody crashes and you have to stop the race, stop the clock. Anytime we're rolling around, the clock shouldn't be matter or it shouldn't be counting. It should be, if it's a 15 minute race, we should get 15 minutes of green flag racing. I'm, I'm all for like the way stock cars do it, where they put a maximum time on it. That makes sense to me. Put a maximum time of 20 minutes or 25 minutes of total time from when you roll out to when you roll off, then it's up to the racers to figure out how they got to pull their head out of their ass to make a 15 minute race, but to just short everybody else and say you get 15 minutes, whether this guy crashes or that guy crashes, or this guy forgot to tighten his wheel nuts and he has to get towed off pretty shitty for all the people that spend their hard-earned money to, and all their days of vacation to come spend at your series.
1: Mm -hmm. See, this is probably why I'm third on the list again. (laughs) 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 I'm for, I'm for the, I'm for the, for the time. I mean, but as far as TV goes, I
4: guess I should say, Yeah, Um, why when are we on
1: tv well well for the live stream uh, for the live stream they're trying to uh, like i don't know what what carl has going on in his head or whatever maybe he's trying to get this show like on cbs or a mainstream you know tv station but i mean i get it but if, if it's not going anywhere then yeah give you guys a full 15 or give you guys a full 15 laps or, or whatever makes the car or the race last 15 minutes.
4: So, yeah. but like and I, I said, definitely see both sides, right. I've been yeah. to races where they screw around for an hour and you're like, just shut, cut the race down. So I get that. Yeah. But I think they don't do a good enough job at giving you the opportunity to get your full race time. The minute they get a chance to cut time off the race time, it's, it feels like they do. And that's kind of why I said, like, I'm all about having a total time. Say it's 20 minutes. Say you get 15, we're going to offer you 15 minutes of race time, but we're going to put a, uh, we're going to start a countdown at 20 minutes. So as long as you guys keep it to one caution, whatever, you'll get your, your 15 minutes. But the minute you start crashing, we're going to start counting down the time yep. and going to take it off. So I definitely see both sides of it as for spectators and people tuning in. But at the same token, a lot of people tune in to watch one race, one driver, right? Yep. And some people You're tune in to driver. watch the whole show, You're my but favorite driver. a lot of people, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, a lot of people move up, are, uh, Pay attention to just when their one driver's out there and to be able to like log on, right? And then they go on there and they want to watch the race and then they see four minutes and then they get a commercial and then they get a green white checkered. I don't think is quite what anyone wants to see either. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I w- I was thinking about it. Why not do the sportsman? I guess like that. I mean, it kind of sucks for the sportsman. But why not have them be on a time limit, and then have the pro races uh, on a set laps?
4: Yeah, or or give say the pro minute the the, say put sportsmen at a twenty minute total time, and pros twenty five minutes, because in in a big picture, champ won't exist without sportsmen. We need sportsmen so that we can keep racing. So to continuously always give them the short end of the stick sucks. Yep. Like that's, they're the first ones that pay every time. Anytime champ wants to do something, the sportsmen are the first ones that always get the short straw. So to me, uh, they, they should get the same respect as the pros because they ultimately let's be real here. A sportsman team may bring in, may race one car, right? But they bring their family and friend and they got 15 people there mm-hmm. to hang out for the weekend. They got three campers there. That's what they live and die is just off road racing. They want to be at the races. So let's take sportsmen away. Let's take all their crew away. Let's take all their campers away and see what's left in the pits and what's left for spectators. And you're, you're not going to have what you think you have.
1: Hmm. That's why I'm not the favorite. Ah. <laughs> 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 No, I, always, no, that's a good way to look at it, though. I mean, no one's really explained it so far like that. So, and, and especially like on a business sense too, like it's basically going off of like raw emotion. So,
0: like,
4: like yeah, and what I do. Pros have what? What? What are our combined car count? Sixty cars, maybe. Uh, if that maybe is, maybe, maybe yeah, at yeah. best we'll <laughs> yeah. call it like sixty cars. Yeah. Okay, so now take your from. We'll include. Pro-Am is just in the middle right now, right? They don't know if they're pros or sportsmen, but we'll include them in the sportsman category for now, because I don't think they allow any like factory supported drivers in it. So to just take all them out, you go from Pro-Am and sportsman side-by-side down through all the other classes. There has to be 200. Yeah. Maybe if not more and every person brings at least four people with them. That's, that's what's filling the pits. That's what's filling a lot of your bleachers. When, when the advertisement's not done right is, is your weekend warriors is your, your sportsman guys. So without them, we won't we wouldn't be racing. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing. You guys wouldn't be at the track making sweet videos because I wouldn't be there either.
1: Uh (laughs) Russ. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
2: no i do no. uh dude that was such a great answer as far as you know the the time versus laps thing and and i mean you know i think it's a interesting question to keep asking you know until the race season because that was a different answer than what the, what we had gotten you know as far as People liking time or people liking laps, and no, it was great. I'm I'm for the laps. I'm I'm been going since I was four, so I'm a sucker for, you know, having the old school rules and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, that's why I'm your second favorite Indian. All right, so. We'll <laughs> Jeffrey's still at the
0: bottom.
1: Yeah. I'm just not helping myself right now.
2: Uh, we're gonna do a little. uh, So we're we're near the end here. I gotta like. Two more questions, and then uh, and then I'm pretty much done with mine. Um, but we're gonna do a quick color association, and uh, so I'm gonna say uh, like a color or two, and then you gotta say if you think that this color could win a pro four race. Sound good?
0: All Hey, right. <laughs> <All right, laughs>
2: just, just
1: to let you know, uh, Lyle and I have not no idea what he's doing right now. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't discuss this.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. First color: black and green. Yes. Uh, <laughs> white, black, and green. White, black, and green.
4: I'd say, yeah. Purple. Oh, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> Purple <laughs> just reminds me of Barney. <laughs>
2: uh, red and black. Yeah. Blue and black.
4: Yeah, I'd say so. Orange. <laughs> well, I have to say yes because I've seen him win a race before, all right? In the near future, no. The <laughs> phone can stay in the ground.
0: Ah, yes. All
2: right. All right. Color association is done. My next question.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all righty. So your better performance. Do you think that you perform better when you're in the world? All right. Let's say World Cup race. Right. Pro four yep. is performing flawlessly. You're hitting all your break points. You know you're super focused. You're you're catching every every pro two with ease. Do you think you perform better in that situation or when you're making sweet sweet love?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> Definitely better in the race truck. Let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey comes fast, but let's go. <laughs> uh, okay. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. All my questions. Go ahead, guys. You
3: need? <laughs> so those are all my serious questions.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just throw the top on it right there. Yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, are, are you being uh, serious? That was your questions?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was my question. That was, that was the last two questions that
1: I had. Oh, well, I'm good.
0: Yeah. He's like, I can't <laughs> tell. Like, nobody, nobody wants to try to like ball that. Out yeah, I was like, life. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jeffrey's well. definitely sitting there right now. Like, I don't
3: know what
4: to do with my hands. I, I, yes, he is. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm, watching, I'm right across from him right now. I just got,
4: uh, I just heard a question that was not talked about. I want you to follow it up. Yeah. My hands are up. What do I do? Before
3: uh, we called you, Tito ran by all the questions he was going to ask. Those last two weren't on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this moment ask CJ, this, this, and this, and this. And then he threw these last two in there.
4: Hey, I think you should have just winged it right from the get go. Like <laughs> my dad likes to call us the King of wing because like the perfect example is that KOH we're pre-running and we get to this. Uh, here's another great name. You guys can be excited about mm-hmm. it. We get to chocolate thunder Ooh. and Ooh. Tito's the so if, if you name or if you make it to the top of the trail first, you get to name it. Well, chocolate thunder became because he got up there and he had the chocolate thunder he Ooh. went behind the rock and had to pinch a loaf <laughs> and he Ooh. named the trail chocolate thunder. Because of that. Nice. Anyways. Damn. So back Damn. to the king of wing part, we get to this trail called chocolate thunder and it's one of the number one trails for people just like backing it up. Like it's steady traffic in it all day and we have to race up it. And it's probably like, uh, out of all the trails, like the second or third hardest rock trail that we did this year. And we got there and there was people everywhere and I couldn't get up. Like we couldn't, we were trying to pre run it and there's people everywhere and we couldn't get up. So my dad's like, all right, well, eventually you got to come back here and pre run it. Right. And I'm like, Nope. When I get there, I'm just going to hit it. And we're just going (laughs) to, we're either going to crash or we're going to make it. That's it. That's all there is to it. And that is like, not even second nature to me that will like the first year we did (laughs) KOH, we walked 90% 90% of the trails, the rock trails, because we didn't want to scratch all our shit up. And then the race time time came and we just sent her through. <laughs> he's like, that's I remember we... that. I'll remember that. Yep. You gotta remember that. Have... So for the next one, you got, you got, you each got to have your, like, well, for Jeffrey, we'll call it a, a three minute time slot for, uh, Thito, <laughs> Thank he, you. Gets, he gets three questions because he's a lap guy. Yep. And, Lyle just doesn't like the debate, so he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, now I, mean, I mean, you guys I mean, can I mean, know what the next person is going to ask. You can't discuss it. You can't nothing. You just got to wing it for your slot.
1: Oh, man.
2: Ooh, and then let's eat chicken wings while we're doing it.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yes. yes okay. Are do, you ready? Do, do you want to sponsor this uh, segment?
4: <laughs> Are you guys ready? <laughs> I got a question for you guys, though.
0: Ah.
1: Uh, uh-oh, individually okay. chicken wing sauce. I, I feel like you told me this, like you are gonna do this to to us. Oh no, 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 no. no that that was the Pro Four Pro. That was a cup race.
4: Yeah. If I'm you, asking you right now. If you would have won what is the best chicken wing sauce?
1: Honey barbecue. Hun- yep.
3: I'm there too. Honey barbecue.
4: There's no way Tito's following them.
2: No. Uh I don't know, man. I gotta go with some sort of dry rub. I'm I'm a big dry rub kind of guy. Like lemon pepper, uh, no, I hate lemon. Uh, maybe like a teriyaki, Caribbean jerk, or like oh, a, uh, like uh, like a dry heat seasoning,
1: maybe Ooh, like a spicy.
2: Yeah, right. I like my, I'm like, when spicy.
4: I like like uh, like an Asian zing. Ooh, no, what yes. what that what flavor that technically is, but like a Asian zing glaze sauce. I think
2: it's pretty good. Took my first agent. Mm, a little, little bit of yellow mm-hmm. fever. I love it. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, I'm out of questions. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I had right. Right. <laughs> one. Alrighty, and
2: there's the egg roll. I mean, there's the cherry on the top, man. So, uh, dude, thank you so much for uh, for for taking our phone call, jumping on the podcast, bsing with us, man. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah, it. We
3: do appreciate that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. i was glad we could just wing it and have fun with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure, man. Hey, uh, also, let your dad know, too. We'd love to have him on. All righty, boys. Sounds good. Me and my buddy Merle here, who's supposed to be my roommate, but he's having a troubles leaving the nest, are <laughs> going to go get some chicken wings now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh- All righty,
0: brother.
1: We'll talk to you later. All right. See you
0: guys yeah, later. later. Yeah,
1: Later, homie. Good, yeah, that was good. That was good. I can't believe I'm third. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I mean, can't and,
1: believe I'm third. And honestly, when he when 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 he said that in the beginning, I still not over it.
2: Oh well, hey man, you know what? That's what like, you get out, for out leaving of all, me.
1: Out of all people, though, like that, you
2: hated the Greaves.
1: That's what you get for leaving
2: me at the starting line. <laughs> that how that race panned out last year is how this dynamic happens. So when did I, I start at the starting line? So when oh, we did the oh, foot oh, race oh, ERX, yeah, yeah, I yeah. took second. You didn't even get off starting line. And someone else finished the race in first.
1: Uh, I just, I, I still don't see how I'm third.
2: <laughs> maybe if you liked laps more than time. Maybe yep. a
1: close second. Yeah. Maybe a close second. Mm. Like from mm. first. Like, I think. Uh, I, I thought I was going to be in the running for the first place. To be truly honest, landslide win for me. Yeah, <laughs> landslide. I mean, I expected it, but I meant Tito to beat me. I mean, come on.
3: In I think I I think I'd always or else I'd be second.
1: The, the thing is, is I fucking brought you guys together.
2: You did, you did.
1: I, I mended that friendship.
2: You, m- <laughs> I mean, that's that's <laughs> you, you did. You mended a lot,
1: and then I got pranked on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man, that was so good. That was so good. I was just like, "Hey, just just shortchange everything that I ask you,"
3: and he did. And it was. I was like, after he kept saying, "It is what it is," and I was just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's like his third one, man. This interview yeah. is not going good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you haven't been able to finish a cup race in how long?"
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he still has yeah.
3: Yeah, he was just like I'm CJ Greaves and Brock on Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, that was kind of weird for him to yeah. say it like that.
1: I was like, man, what the like, angle went so well? Yeah, what's the problem today? Yeah, like I get it. It's, it's rainy and shitty outside right now. But <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Look at you! Look at your arm getting all dude, I, stuff. Get all
1: heated again, dude. I was no, no. I swear to God, if you guys prank me this year, <laughs> I'm in shape. i've been been back in the gym too shoot (laughs) shoot you're back in the gym to drink more so so. Uh, but no no good episode though yeah actually i'll i'll best one yet (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, but, no, I I don't, you, do, that. I don't you, do that don't do that <laughs> Bro, yeah, I thought you did freeze. <laughs> I was like oh he didn't he doesn't say anything. he isn't blinking <laughs> yeah uh,
1: I was like yep yeah, this is why we can't get sponsors
2: no, I, I was waiting for Lyle to, the, to be like yeah yeah
3: <laughs> he just stared at me I was like oh he froze man <laughs> should have just been like
0: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> I was gonna bring up a story about him so my earliest memory of CJ is uh I just got on in 85. I was probably like 13 and I don't know how old he was, probably like eight, seven. And, uh, we went to their house to practice. And then I was trying to follow, he was fast as fuck when he was that young too. And, uh, I was trying to follow him over some jumps and it wasn't good. I didn't have the best day there. And then he came up to me. He's like, you know, you're supposed to practice like how you race, like speed wise. I was like, yeah. He's like, I uh, hope that's not as fast as you can go. It's <laughs> uh, like this little seven-year-old oh, or whatever coming up to me talking shit.
0: <laughs>
3: he probably doesn't remember that, but that was that's the earliest memory I got of CJ. Ah, <laughs> uh, mine. I was going to bring it up to uh, him. <laughs> I was like, do you remember his talking shit to me when you were like seven?
1: Uh, I don't even know what mine is with him, but he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was really happy that, um, you know, and Andy go, we kind of got to sit down and I got to ask my own questions about like him and like his homeschooling and stuff like that. And, and maybe we might have to have Amanda kind of just re those questions. Um, Cause you know, there's, like I, I had said is there's a lot of like misconceptions or misunderstandings ab- about him and it was great to be able to ask those questions, get answers from him. And for us to, at least for me <laughs> to be older, and more mature about how to, you know, ask questions and being able to, um, you know, take and admit when I'm wrong, you know, and, and because I, I did admit that, you know, I was maybe on, un- Un, maybe maybe unfairly um, it's up for debate yeah up for debate and i wasn't you know he's the biggest fan and and there's a whole whole thing there but you know once i was able to kind of ask those questions you know understand where he was coming from and and for him to even acknowledge like hey like you know when he, when he was a teenager he wasn't you know the the the, the nicest person or you know the most humble or, or, or however he had described it and at that point, that was kind of when I realized too, like, Hey, you know, we were all teenagers, you know, when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever you think you're, you know, top of the world, you know, you think you're hot shit. And especially when you're doing good at something and you can back it up, like that's when the cockiness comes out. And, and because I was that way in college, like I wasn't the biggest guy, but I had really good technique and I was able to, to beat a lot of the defensive linemen and, Okay, Mister Fucking Knees over here, and ankle and back.
0: <laughs> Just got triggered right there. Stop, stop,
1: stop, <laughs> mid thought. Why?
3: Keep, oh, keep with your story. That's
0: keep, why. Keep
1: with your story. I'm listening. Any, anyway. So
0: when you're,
2: I guess my point is, is that when you're able to kind of you know back up how good you are, it, it. I don't want to say it gives you an excuse to be cocky, but it, it, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help when it happens, you know, when you're 19, 20, 21, or whatever, because then you're just, it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, CJ was that way, but he did admit, you know, some things. And, and I think it'd be cool to be able to go back and, and, you know, kind of ask those questions or address that again, because, you know, he, he was great about it. He was, and, and now, yeah, you know, we have open. a good, yeah. Yeah. Very open. And, and, you know, he doesn't have to be, but no, he's, he's awesome. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad things changed and I'm glad that's not, you know, the, I'm glad there's not like a uh, stupid, you know, dislike there when, when there it was, it was completely mis- misunderstood or whatever. Anyway.
1: Yeah. have been stupid for 14 years, huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it all started cause nobody signed my poster. <laughs> No, I mean, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, the one thing I liked about this episode was like, it felt like more of we're just hanging out, talking on the phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's what was cool about it. And, and it wasn't like a scripted thing. It wasn't, you know, like I said, it was just four guys hanging out almost. So no, no, like I said, I like the, I like what we have with the drivers. I like, um like the relationship that we have and how we can, um bro down so you know let's uh let's keep rolling
0: yeah Love it. yeah
1: Love yeah it. we can
2: like you said have a good relationship joke around still ask some pretty decent questions but but also have <laughs> a good laugh and i thought
1: you were like, i thought you were going to go deeper with the relationship questions
2: <laughs> i thought about it but then i did see our time and i was like oh i gotta kind of get this moving along um yeah no i did you guys like the the color association question it was I it
1: was, I was as like, soon as yeah, you started just... asking i was like i know where this is going yeah, <laughs> <did> I.
3: <laughs> I think he knew too like what you're getting to
0: <laughs> he probably
3: thought you're going to go more towards the duke but
1: <laughs> no, yeah. but even i mean white green and black i mean he's Said yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Once he knew that one wasn't there Once orange came up <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Who was purple uh, Doug
2: Matag, Purple and black
1: Who was blue and black
2: Jimmy Jimmy Anderson
1: Oh okay See I was thinking of of I was thinking of Matag For the blue and black
2: Oh no Dougie is uh, Yeah it was black and um Purple oh. And then Andrew was black and red Yep
1: yep I don't know who Orange
2: was, <laughs> and, then, and then I was just like Orange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, man, that was a lot of fun. Um, we've definitely been on uh, pretty long. I think it's time to and and wrap up this episode, and because uh, I got to eat.
1: <laughs> yep, I pretty got hungry. I got eye racing to go to. Ooh, what time we got eye racing? Eight forty-five, and I didn't even practice.
2: All right. Well, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening for all uh, now 32 of you uh, downloading and listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, any anytime that you guys want any suggestions or, or, you know, more racers or whoever you want on, we're always going to try to find and, and see who wants to come on. Like Jeffrey had said earlier, maybe you will reach up to Nick Garner and um, we'll just try to find people who are super interesting related to the sport and I'm just going to have a good time. And, uh, I'm Tito of and, uh, thank you.
1: Peace. Bye. Bye.
0: This is how legends are made.